0: For some, it took clinical death. For others, it took an inexplicable, spontaneous, out-of-body experience. Something Super Spiritual presents the limited series, Forever Changed. Join me as we explore the phenomena known as the near-death experience and the spiritually transformative experience. Both tend to spiritually activate and heal those who have traveled to the other side and back again. Many of these people are spiritually awakened and in some cases, miraculously physically healed from such diseases as cancer. All are left forever changed. Hey guys, welcome to part 2 of the limited series Near Death Experiences Forever Changed. Today's guest is Cassandra Brecher who in December 2020 experienced her own NDE during stage 4 cancer. This story is so miraculous, just I mean just in the fact that it ends in full-blown physical healing from stage 4 cancer to cancer free and along with that she also experienced this deep deep emotional and mental healing after struggling for a lifetime with deep addiction issues depression anxiety and all that goes with that so help me welcome Cassandra And Cassandra, thank you so much for being here with us on Something Super Spiritual. This is a really incredible story to be shared. I hope you guys enjoy. Oh, well, welcome. And I'm so happy to have have you here. It's really nice to see you.
1: Nice to see you too. Thank you so much. Like, I'm really excited to do this too. And to see you face to face.
0: How was your life before your near-death experience? Like, were you involved with um, religion? Were you, um, well, when was it, first of all? How long ago?
1: So my near-death experience was um, in December, 2020.
0: Oh, recently.
1: Very recent.
0: Wow. um,
1: Yes. And it's been a whirlwind since it's happened because I'm not the same person at all. Not even close. No, no. I
0: I I can't. I honestly I can't ma- can't imagine. So, so okay. So take us to before.
1: So um, I grew up in Seattle. Um, my mom and my dad were both alcoholics. Um, or are you know? I guess that never goes away, right? Sure. um Pretty big family of alcoholics. Um, alcoholism started for me pretty early like 11 years old. Um, and so, yeah, I had a lot of problems as a youth, um, just nonstop things, you know, other abuses, um, sexual abuse, other things that have happened to me that just really dampened my spirit. I just kind of remember not feeling loved. Um, it, I felt a lot of lack of love, <laughs> okay. not really loved, dated the wrong people. um, worked in bars even was a stripper at one point in my life um to make money yep um did a lot of things hung out with the wrong peoples drank too much um did recreational drugs here and there wasn't really like a big drug user but I had a lot of friends that were affected even one of my best friends passed at 23 um from heroin um quite a few of my other friends have passed too from you know fentanyl the new thing fentanyl oh wow I even had an OD. It wasn't like I wasn't a drug addict at the time, but I was hanging out with people and, and I was bored and somebody was like, oh, well, let's do an ecstasy pill. And I was like, OK, great. But it turned out to be like methamphetamine and fentanyl. And I ended up in the hospital on a ventilator.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah. And they treat like when I woke up from it, it was really traumatic because everything just went black. There was no near death experience at this moment with this experience no de- near death experience so i remember people asking me after it happened if i saw anything or if i had an experience and i said no and, and i started losing faith because i always did have belief in a higher power mm-hmm. my mom is an atheist but i always had faith and believed in the spirit world and i did i did lose some faith during that experience and um definitely was wondering if it's just lights out yeah. um from that particular experience. And that experience was only I think 6 months before I was diagnosed with stage 4 cancer. I'm wondering if it's it's connected in some kind of way because they, you know, stick the ventilator down your throat and it was in my esophagus so when I started not being able to swallow I thought it was an after effect from oh. that. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't go to the doctor and I just, you know, they were also telling you during COVID don't go to the doctor unless you have to. Yes. Um, so I didn't, I didn't take care of myself. I didn't love myself. I didn't think that I could be sick. I didn't think that, you know, I had to go, 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 um, with everything. And when I finally did go to the hospital, it was, you know, tons of during COVID, it's like, you go, you have to go to this specialist, that specialist, get an endoscopy. But when I finally got in, which was about a month and a half after I actually went, um, I think my endoscopy was done on 11 2020. And I was diagnosed with the cancer 11-11, 2020. Um, I had stage four cancer. I had metastasized um, cancer. Wow. That according to the medical team, was incurable, inoperable, not a candidate for radiation. It was, we will see if we can prolong your life type of situation. I was not expecting that. I felt like I got hit with a ton of bricks. Um, I've never felt like that kind of fear, anxiety, stress in my life. I was... and was a single mother. My daughter was terrified. I just was like, I can't leave here. And I honestly felt it in my soul that I wasn't going anywhere. Nobody else around me had the same confidence that I had. And so that was really hard too, because there was just like people, you know, just treating me like I was dying from the doctors to my family, taking away different like decisions and rights for me, trying to get a will together having like no faith. Wow. Um, And so I felt really alone at that time. But I always knew that I was going to, to do what I did. And it was more than just the near death experience. Like I believe like I manifested health because I had manifested I had got into manifestation about two years before or no four years before I was diagnosed with cancer. But I was just manifesting money. And like, things that I thought were fun. I definitely never attempted to manifest health or even cared. It wasn't even a care in my life. Sure. I was always healthy. I was young. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm still young. I'm 41. I'll be 42 in um, January. And I was diagnosed when I was 39, almost 40. Okay. But. I just knew in my you know mind body and soul that I could manifest health. I remember watching The Secret, seeing that people had done it, so I was like, okay, I'm going to investigate this more. So I got all types of books, I you know listened to all these different spiritual leaders. I found people who did it, listened to their testimonies, and then I got even more confident I, that I would be able to do it. Wow. So I had put that plan into motion. Sure. Already I was I I cut off anything negative. It was only like watching really positive movies. I was trying to use laughter. I was releasing traumas. I was really going back to loving myself. Yes. I remember that I felt love for the first time, like within myself that I had never felt in my life. Shortly before I had the ND experience, I also was not able to eat for 45 days because the tumor was in my esophagus so during that time a lot of people were like thinking that i was going crazy or actually they were telling people that told my daughter that other because i was hallucinating because i wasn't able to eat i knew what was happening i mean i was still logical but i did know that there was some hallucination going on when you don't eat for 45 days that's going to happen i couldn't eat if i wanted to i was drinking juices and a lot of water whatever i could do to get nutrition into me i did they wanted to put in a feeding tube i didn't want one because i knew that what a feeding t- tube was was they just basically put sugar water into you with oh. a little bit of nutrition mm-hmm. and i knew that that was not going to help me heal um wow. so i agreed because i couldn't eat to get a medical stent placed in my esophagus so that it would move the tumor over, over enough that I'd be able to swallow food. Um, That's when I went in, in December, when, when I had the NDE um, was for that medical procedure. So I was in the hospital um, getting the medical procedure. You know, I remember them telling me before they put me under, like, this is easy peasy. You have nothing to worry about. You should be out of here within 24 hours. That was my like what I thought about when I went in there. Mm-hmm. So the medical procedure went fine. Afterwards, I wasn't doing well. Um, I ended up being there about a week. I couldn't eat. I was throwing up nonstop. I don't know. It was just my body was rejecting that medical device, I think. Yeah. And I remember like going to the bathroom. I'm so weak. I couldn't walk. And I just remember thinking like, this is the end, you know, like, there's just no, like, how can I do this? You know? And I, but I had been so confident before, but I really felt like it was the end at that moment. And I kind of just surrendered like, okay, I'm fine with that. I made peace with that. Um, And so at some time after that, I had the experience and in the experience all I know is that, like I said, I'm in severe distress pain and I am in another realm. There's no tunnel or anything like that. I've listened to other people's stories, but my personal experience, I, I didn't have the tunnel. Maybe I just got swooped up, beamed up so quick. I don't know. But when I left my body, I just remember like my eyes opening or you know, not, not eyes opening. Cause I didn't have a body, Sure. <laughs> but I just remember being in a presence of, it felt like I was in a womb or some kind of pod. And I felt like I was wrapped in blankets of love and I felt love like I'd never felt in my life. And I remember it feeling so good. And I was just like, Oh my God, this is amazing. Like, especially coming from being in in pain for so long sure, and not eating for 45 days. Um, and then shortly after that, I mean, of course I'm enjoying it at first because it's so amazing. I knew exactly where I was. There wasn't any fear um or anything, but I do remember feeling shocked. Um, like, oh my gosh, I'm dead, you know. So you,
0: you were actually thinking that. Or you um or I mean, how do you say thinking when you know you don't you're not using your brain? But your, yeah,
1: that yeah. is you do think there, you feel everything. It's like the feeling realm. Yeah, yeah. And so you don't think things. It's just like a feeling of it. And there's like a visualization of things.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: But yes, that's
0: interesting.
1: So I definitely knew that I was dead. Um, I knew that I had crossed over shortly after there was a being there. And it was like a very like warm, like, you know, presence. And they said, it's time to come home. And that is when I started pleading and I was like, no, I'm not coming home. Like I got stuff to do. I was so worried about my daughter and my mom. Wow. Um, My mom wasn't taking my illness very well and was like terrified. And so I was just like, I, you know, and she was, I thought she was losing it at the time. And I just really was worried about her. My daughter had cried to me a week prior saying that she was going to be an orphan. Yeah, And I was like, I can't leave them, you know? Yeah. And so I just like begged and pleaded and begged and pleaded. It felt like two days of begging to stay because time doesn't exist there. So like, or it's distorted. I don't know, but it felt like a long time. Yeah, And finally the presence was like, okay, you can, you can go. And I remember like, just like I said, you get these like feelings in your head, in my head, I'm jumping up and down, celebrating. And the feeling I got was that I just closed the biggest sale of my life because I'm a salesperson. I do sales for a living. So that was like the feeling that I personally got. Like, I felt like I just closed a really, really big sale. Wow. And, you know, I closed a sale with God. So that's pretty cool. (laughs) Or an angel. Or I don't know.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask, do you have any idea who the being was? Did you see any features, I, or was it just like a no? Light, it was light just beam? like
1: a light being. It was just like a light being. There wasn't like, like you know like a visualization of like any any like person that I know or anything. It was definitely, I think, and personally, like either an angel or God.
0: Okay. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Did you see colors? I mean, was it? Was it? Was it just like a? a I mean, white maybe. Space? Yeah, I
1: mean, it was like like maybe like reds and you know purples but they're just but it's more like light colors it's just like rainbow but like light type of colors
0: interesting wow
1: I don't remember like seeing colors but there was a lot of like visualizations that were like you know going through like me being excited about closing that sale Mm -hmm. but that wasn't the end of it so then the being said after i'm like in midst of celebration because i remember i'm celebrating
0: yeah
1: another thing is i don't remember like being like super respectful to god or the angel either like i was like no i'm going out like i was like you know being kind of aggressive like pleading my case a little <laughs>
0: irreverent <laughs> yeah
1: um but the being said but and i remember being like but there's like no no what do you mean but and they said, but it, it's going to be hard. And the next feeling I got was like, yeah, I don't care. It's going to be hard. What's harder than dying from stage four cancer? Nothing could be harder than this. Like I'm going back, you know? Yeah. And here I am. And <laughs> within um a week from that event, I couldn't even walk out of the hospital. I was so sick. Um, I had to be like in a wheelchair. Like I literally couldn't walk. They tried to have me walk. I couldn't do it. I was that week, but a week after that, my tumor numbers were a hundred or 1,050 and they dropped to in the two hundreds within like a week of that event. Wow. Then then like a week later, I started getting really, really well, actually I, I ate some meat and I hadn't been eating meat because. Any cancer book or anything that you read, it's like, don't eat meat. That's right. another thing. So I'm a vegan now. So that's something that completely changed since this near death. Before that, I was like keto, eating steaks every night.
0: Sure.
1: Um, but I ate some meat because I was able to eat finally. And I thought it was the stent. So it was my first time eating. And so I went to this Caribbean restaurant and got like this huge plate of meat. And I just like ate the whole thing until I was like sick. And then I'm in the bathroom throwing up everywhere. And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm, I'm sick. I'm going to die again after I was feeling okay. And, um, then I get like a download from God or like the spirit world or something. And it's like, don't eat my animals. Like don't eat my souls. And then I felt all the pain of all the animals in the whole world. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay.
1: like, like, And I just started crying and I've never eaten an an animal since, since that event. Um, but that event turned into, I got really sick after that, got a fever, everything. And they're like, Oh, well, you're on chemo and you're on this. So you're immune compromised. So if you have a fever, you could die. You need to go to the emergency room. This is December 31st. Now at this point, 2020, by the time I left that emergency room, it was 2021. Um, I was there for like eight hours. I had to wait there for eight hours. Then I, it it was a shit show, like gunshot victims, people screaming. It's during COVID. It it was really bad. And um, I thought at that time, I'm, I'm immune compromised, you know, so it was really, and all my friends are like having fun celebrating on December 31st. I was there completely alone because my mom is older and immune compromised and she couldn't be there with me. So I was alone. On New Year's Eve, not knowing what was going on. So they um, ended up doing all these tests. They couldn't find anything wrong with me. But then they did an x-ray and they noticed that the stent had had migrated to my stomach. Oh. And so they had told me that the stent would never migrate to my stomach because that would mean that it would have to disappear, which they said that, that that's impossible or, you know, or shrink a lot. Cause you know, I, I was stage four and there was no like really reversing it, maybe making it not grow as fast or something.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um, so I was like thinking it was a mistake, not quite knowing, but then I noticed, then I knew that the cancer markers had gone drastically down. So I had hope and faith and I had an endoscopy two weeks later on the 15th of January. And that's when they pulled the stent out and, Saw the paper and I, you know, ended up with photos showing me that my tumor completely disappeared. Oh.
0: What did they say? Like they must well, have been shot. They
1: didn't you would think so, but they kind of just got scared and didn't want to talk to me and said that their chemo worked really well. Uh. And so they weren't like too like, I don't know. They were definitely weren't celebrating, you know? And Then afterwards they said, even though the tumor disappeared, I was still stage four because I still had cancer in my lymph nodes and I still had cancer in my chest. And so like, it wasn't over, you know,
0: Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm.
1: the tumor disappeared. And then after that point, I kind of took my health into my own hands and I discontinued the chemo, um, discontinued the immunotherapy. And I went on a spiritual journey and went to, um, Miami, Puerto Rico, Palm Springs, and just traveled and, and got healthy. And when I came back, I was cancer free.
0: Wow. Holy mackerel. I mean, that's just like, did the doctors have anything to say after that?
1: They said that I need to get on chemo pills because the chemo pills are an insurance plan. And they don't, they're sure that I still have cancer cells and blah, 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 blah. And then they even mailed me some chemo pills to start them. And and then I was going to take them. But then I said, well, how long do I have to take these? And they said, Oh, the rest of your life. And then I was just like, no, if that's something that you guys think I need for the rest of my life. And then I found out they're like $30,000 a month. I was oh. like, no, I'm not. I mean, I would, of course, most of it would be covered by my insurance, sure. but you know, I don't want need anything that's going to to compromise my immune system when my immune system is what fought that cancer. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just like in my gut, it's like, don't take them. So I just never took them.
0: So you were just, you were following your intuition.
1: Yes. My gut was like, don't do it.
0: Mm-hmm. Let's go back during the NDE. Okay. A, a lot of people report, you know, seeing a, a tunnel or um, loved ones. Did you, do you remember any of that? Did you have any of those experiences?
1: You know, not that I can remember, right? Like mm-hmm. even the ND was a little fog, foggy at first. Right. And then different parts of it kind of come back to you. So maybe, yeah. but like the part that I remember, I just woke up in that like pod, but it was more of a feeling like I've never felt love like that. Yeah. And then when I came back, like the love that I have in my heart now was like completely different than it was before. Like, I genuinely, you know, I I, and the love that I have for myself, like, that's like, I think the most drastic.
0: Yeah. I mean, it sounds like, I mean, you really struggled before, prior to this, you know, I mean, some serious ups and downs. And to come out of this doing a complete 180, a lifetime of therapy might not even get you to the point where you are now. I mean, it's just really amazing.
1: Yeah. Like I don't, I mean, I always had severe anxiety too before. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know, you know, anti-anxiety medicine ever worked for me. It just usually made things worse or the side effects were really bad. And I have zero anxiety now. And I was always, I guess I had a lot of depression too before. And yeah, even with like, all the trials and tribulations that like I've been through, I just don't get those feelings anymore. Like I'm really grateful.
0: I w- Yeah. I was just going to ask that having experienced all that trauma and the depression and the anxiety and the addictions and this and that, whatever uh, to come out of it, where you are now feeling so mentally healthy and balanced and aligned as you are. I mean, it, it's just the gratitude.
1: I feel like I, like God healed my mind, body, and soul. Like Seriously. it's so much more than just my, my body. Like it was right. my mind more than anything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, i um, healing the cancer, obviously enormous, but then everything else, you know, the, the emotions and the, the mind and the mental state and wow, it's so beautiful.
1: I think, too, I figured out that, like, anxiety comes from fear. And after you have a near death, like, what are we most scared of in the world? Usually it's death, right? Or, mm-hmm. you know, just scared of the unknown. Mm-hmm. Um, after this experience, it just helped me so much. Like, I'm definitely not scared of death um, mm-hmm. or anything, really. Like, I'm just like, if I'm scared of, or if, if I get a little bit of fear, I just I'm like, oh, I got to do that, you know? Things mm-hmm. that I would have been too scared to do before, or even scared to be myself. I was scared to be my authentic self. I think that now I get to actually live my truth and be this is who I authentically am. Finally, finally, I was always hiding that before, embarrassed of this or you know, oh, I used to be a stripper. Or I used to do this, like just really down, you know, just really not loving myself, judging
0: your all. yeah, judging yourself, and yeah,
1: mm-hmm.
0: oh wow. Uh, You know, what, one of the things I was going to ask you is, is how has this, you know, how has this experience changed you moving forward? And, and you just, you just answered that, you know, in, in such an eloquent way. So how has it changed, um, uh, like your friendships, your family relationship, relationships in general, how has that changed for you?
1: Well, I think that like my relationships are a lot more authentic than they used to be. Mm-hmm. So there's people I really found out who was like a good friend when all of this happened, and who was one of my alcoholic or just mentally unwell friends. Yes. Um. And so, like you know, just because they're alcoholics or mentally unwell, like they're still people, and they are just lost souls. And so I try to remember that. But I had to not be around that. Uh, so there is quite a few people that are no longer in my life but new people have came into my life um amazing people like even you you know and just different uh, people that i've met along this journey mm-hmm. but my my relationships almost have com- completely changed some of my relationships are still around from the olden days but i completely changed so of course i'm not going to align with the same people
0: right when you came out of this having experienced what you did And you, you want to talk about it, right? What was, how was the reception to your experience? The reception was
1: not very receptive. It was more like, just like, I remember getting the look like, like what? Like, whoa, like she's crazy. Like, even I told my doctor, because when they brought in the paperwork that said, that my tumor markers had went down, that's when a light bulb went off in my head. Oh my God, that experience was real. Because before that, I thought I was hallucinating. I had not been able to eat for 45 days. That can happen. I thought it was a hallucination. But when the tumor markers went from 100 or 1050 down to 250 in about a week, and me feeling like I was dead. (laughs) to me feeling wonderful. Like I felt great. I had energy. I was able to do all these things that I was like bedridden before I was on palliative care. Yeah. I knew it was a miracle and I knew it was God. And I knew that that experience was true. So mm-hmm. I said, I was in there with my mom and my head oncologist, and she was excited to show me the tumor markers had went down, but I looked at both of them and I said, Oh my gosh, it was real. I had a God experience when I was in the hospital. And both of them looked at me Like I was like insane. And then, you know, my doctor, like even wanted me to like get a psychic evaluation and they gave me a psych evaluation and even tried to tell me that I was bipolar. I've had all kinds of psych evaluations for the last 40 years of my life. And no one's ever diagnosed me with that. And they would have given me pharmaceuticals for that too. Like it was, it's scary just because you've had one of these experiences.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. How has it changed you spiritually? Like from how you were before it happened, You, you the four years prior you were working with your, you know, you're manifesting and connecting with yeah. your soul and, and whatnot. How has it changed you since from
1: there? Well, I think oh, my friends tell me that like, I'm still the same, but I am a completely different person. I don't know if, it's, if they would probably be able to explain it better. You know, people mm-hmm. who've known me a long time. But I mean, I I know that I'm a completely different person. I just have a different kind of love in my heart. You know, mm-hmm. I felt like real love and to just know that we're here like on a mission and to know that none of this is like really real. It kind of really opens you up to new experiences. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm a vegan Um, you know, I do yoga. I meditate. I never was able. I had such bad anxiety. I could never meditate. I meditate every day. Oh, it's wonderful. Um, I mean, I don't know what is the same. You know, I'm I'm 40 pounds less than I was. That's like a benefit of being. That's a bonus.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Do you feel like your purpose has changed?
1: Oh yeah, I feel like I'm here to help people manifest health, and I just know it in my soul you know i want to spread this message to people to let them know that like our bodies are designed to heal themselves they are designed for that but we just really need to believe we just can't you can't live in a sick place and be well you know it's so mental yeah and so i just really 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 like want to spread that message and i know that that's like why i'm why i'm saved to like help people that maybe so many people you know doctors and you know, different people in society, they're authority figures that if they tell you you have a terminal illness and you have a year to live, your mind's gonna believe them and you're gonna die within a year. I wanna be able to give people hope that maybe have heard those kind of prognosis is like, no, that you can write your own story. You know, you have a lot more control over this. It's time to be accountable, too, accountable to your health, because so many people just wanna put their health in other people's hands instead of taking any responsibility.
0: We are so powerful. We're more powerful than we can well we, we've, we've ever been told, you know? <laughs> and that's really beautiful.
1: We are really powerful. That's like basically the message that I need to get out here because like I feel like I'm a super human type of power, you know, but we all are. We're all super human infinite beings.
0: Was it like like you blinked your eyes? And you were back or did you remember any kind of feeling in between then and here or.
1: No, like, I don't really know. I just, all I know was that after, cause it was, he also said, so after he said that I could come back, it was more just like not blinked. And I was back because then there was the whole, but it's going to be hard thing. Oh, right. And um, then I was kind of like, remember being like, Oh, how is it going to be hard? And I remember kind of getting an attitude up there. Like, I could be harder than this. You know, how dare you tell me a bet? Like I was, you know, sassy up there. Um, And then all all I know is that I'm back in the hospital bed, you know, because they're coming in and they're doing the vitals and all of that stuff. And I'm back there. And I just like, at that time, I don't even, I don't even think I thought more about it at the actual hospital because I was so sick. I mean, I was out of it, you Mm -hmm. know, it took me some time to process. And I think it was like about a week later when the tumor numbers went down like that. And I started miraculously healing
0: mm-hmm. is
1: when it was like, well, let me put the pieces to this together. This is something.
0: Did did the doctors tell you how long you were out?
1: I wasn't out. I, I To them, I wasn't like, you know, like out. I just had a hard time with the surgery. I'm hospitalized for a week, but I'm in and out of consciousness because I'm on all this medication. Oh in my gosh. Stuff.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Wow. So now you're doing a lot of speaking. Uh, you sent me a little, um, clip, of speaking in front of audiences.
1: I mean, that was the first time I ever did that. I, you know, have to do that for work. So I have started to do it. And then I did a pod, I did another podcast. I've done one other podcast that I did. And then I have like, and I'm doing yours, and I have like one other girl that wants me on her podcast too. Excellent. Yeah, just keep so I'm going to start word. speaking about this. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Good job. Yes. What do you think you'd like to leave people with?
1: I think that if you want to heal yourself, you really have to take accountability and go within. You can't look for external sources you know, like this medicine or this treatment or this or that go within and just know in your heart and soul and really put in the work and have faith that you can heal. Like we're designed to do it. Our bodies are set up that way. It's like in our DNA. So it's a vibration. So this is like another thing I want to give people the heal, the vibration to heal is love. And I know that, right? So you wanna only feel love when you're healing. So if you need to, to not be around certain people, you definitely don't want to watch the news or anything that's gonna scare you or scary movies or I I just watched pure comedy and you know, and just stuff that would make me feel good and then read tons of books. Um but you really wanna watch your environment because you wanna stay on that frequency of love and your environment and food too. I think that food helps your vibration. So mm-hmm. eating really colorful vegetables and things like that are really going to raise your vibration, which is love, again, to help you you know.
0: And with regard to your meditation practice, you said that's daily. How long do you meditate?
1: I mean, it depends, like at least 10 minutes. But like I've gone where I've meditated for like eight hours, right? Where I'm just like, I just need to just get away. I think in a way too, like after being in the spirit world, You kind of yearn to go back, and there's certain times where you just don't want to be here. So I'm like, I'm just going to meditate.
0: Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) I totally understand that. I mean, it takes you (laughs) takes you away. I totally understand that. (laughs) I'm I'm a little speechless right now because I'm like processing everything you're saying. Right? Um, I I just I think the um, obviously the physical healing is miraculous. What all is, but I'm 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 really Sticking with uh, how you changed mentally and emotionally and spiritually, and how you healed so much past trauma and worked through those old fears. Oh my gosh, that's a miracle! Honestly, that was, God, that was I mean, part of God's uh, yeah. Miracle. That's
1: just also like not like I have no desire to like ever do drugs or like you know drink alcohol or like anything again. It's like completely you know i go out all the time i go listen to music i'm around people drinking like it's never like yeah let me just have one or anything like i'm like no nope. i oh i made vows there too while i was be- begging for me to say i was like i promise i'll never drink again i promise i won't do this again like i did make vows with god so i am trying to um uh, stick to that.
0: that sounds pretty important <laughs> stick to those vows
1: <laughs> yeah sorry i forgot to leave that out oh, but i made vows
0: wow um yeah, I just I'm just I'm just taken aback by the the complete 180 that you did in all in all aspects of your life. It's just so beautiful. I'm so grateful to have you tell your story and to be able to share your story. I feel honored to share your story and I mean it's just it's so healing on so many levels for so many people. And it and it, it, it inspires hope.
1: Thank you. And that's the point is I want people to really have hope and know because, you know, we listen to these authority figures and we and, and there there is hope. You know, we all have families. We all have things to live for. And so I really do want mm-hmm. to inspire people with hope because I don't I feel like people take that from you. It's just like one of the first things they like to take when you get diagnosed Ugh. with something scary like that.
0: I mean, that hurts that's sad.
1: Mhm. I also believe too like my tumor was right here in my heart chakra and so my life was so sad before and just you know I was just always in a constant state of fear anxiety and stress and was not happy at all was very depressed and I just know that you know that that obviously contributed to me manifesting cancer right there.
0: What's really fascinating to me is how there's the near death experience the nde and then you've got the the ste the spiritually transformative experience and then you've got the shared death experience mm-hmm. where somebody's sitting next to their loved one and experiencing what they're experiencing on a psychic level you know oh and mm-hmm. to hear all those stories it's just mm-hmm. they're really not that different
1: no they're not it's all it's all like Mm -hmm. an awakening like a kundalini awakening that's all it is is it's just like Mm -hmm. all that energy is finally getting out it was stagnant and it's finally able to like release you've unblocked it
0: (laughs) yeah it's amazing thank you again a thousand thank yous this was really fun sitting with you
1: you too I had a great time
0: thank you again for listening to the Something Super Spiritual Podcast if you know someone who would enjoy this episode please do share it with a friend For show notes, links, and to purchase a mediumship reading, my website is somethingsuperspiritual.com. You can also easily subscribe and follow the show on your favorite app, sign up for my newsletter for bonus content, and to keep the conversation going, you can easily join the Facebook community. It's all right there at the website, somethingsuperspiritual.com. Signing off for now, namaste.